Should we tell her? Moira, what you did today meant the world to us. And we know it wasn't exactly how you planned on spending your day. No, it was nothing. So we'd like you to say hello to Roland Moira Shit. Hey singles, Alexis's big event is finally here, but will Moira let her daughter step out of her shadow and find her own limelight? Jocelyn goes into labor as Johnny, Stevie, and Bob try to track down the father-to-be, and Patrick makes a huge declaration to David. Welcome back to the shitlist as we unpack season four, episode 12, Singles Week. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back. Hello and welcome. We are just plowing through season four, Stephanie. Almost over. Yep. What the heck? What the we heck? We have one more after this and then are simply the best head mm-hmm. to head. I know. Uh, as you know, I have not yet declared my simply I the mean, best. So you've I got guess this, we'll see like, a couple options left. See how these two go. Okay. Um, I did want to say, though, it's Moira's favorite season right now. <gasps> Awards. Awards. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought of that yesterday because mm-hmm. Dan shared on his Instagram that one of the episodes of Big Brunch, the director was nominated for uh, best directing in a reality series. So oh, great. Shared that. Um, the director's name is Joseph Guidry. I think that's how you say mm-hmm. his name. And he was nominated for the episode that was called Carb Loading Brunch. So, of course, one of my favorite things. Okay. I believe there was even a really big cinnamon roll in that episode. Oh, man. So, did you, you know, watch it yet? I still haven't. But my, when I was back in Michigan, my mom told me she binged the whole show. And oh, she, she did. Really good. It. Yep, yeah. So. It was so, so cute and just feel good. And not, mm-hmm. like I said, not your typical whiny reality show. Yeah, so. for sure. But you're right. Cool it is award other... season. Um Yeah. You know, I quick random shout out a show that I really love and I'm glad is getting some recognition in these award seasons is Abbott Elementary. I don't know if you've heard of the I've show. heard really good things it's about that. Super cute. <clears throat> Quinta Bronson um is the like showrunner and she is uh like the main character and it's so funny, so quirky. I've just heard like a that. good I wanna try it. Wholesome and I as a teacher Schitt's Creek esque, like, maybe very Schitt's Creek esque. I feel think gr- as far feel as a like, good show. Feel good show. Uh, a lot of like little inside jokes too that I think mm. at least I register with me. So yeah, I was happy to see that they took home a handful good. of awards. Uh, yeah, day. and I think they did at the Emmys in the fall too because that's really the they first did. of all the awards. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they did. Other TV shows I wanted to just shout out. We talked about The Rig last week. Still yeah. haven't watched an episode yet, but it's getting a lot of really good feedback on the Facebook okay. groups. Everyone's saying it's really good. So got to mm-hmm. dive into that one. And then one that we never talked about, but that's been out for a while is Ginny and Georgia on Netflix, who Jocelyn, Jennifer Robertson Mm -hmm. is in that show. And it's now in season two. And I've seen it before, but I think season two must have just been released or something because everyone's talking about it on Facebook. And I said, yeah, well, I mentioned that before. So that's another one. Savannah at work actually asked me if I watched it. And said probably not a guy show, more of a chick flicky show, but probably have to give that one a try too, I guess, if you like supporting your cast members. Sure. That's all the news I have this week. Okay. But we, you did We did a polls. couple polls based on last week's episode. So uh, we wanted to know, has anyone had a brush with poison ivy or poison oak? Uh, like Johnny accidentally <laughs> infected <laughs> the motel with. And luckily, everyone but himself. Everyone but himself. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, most of you have been able to avoid that. We had like 23, 24% said yes. Um, we also asked about... 
people's feelings about Mutt's final appearance in the series. I like that you added this question. Yeah, because I wanted to know. We talked a little bit about like, you know, how we felt his character went out of the show. We wanted to know, did you think it was a nice way to wrap up his story? Do you feel like he could have gotten sort of a better resolution? Or I gave an option. You never liked Mutt in the first place in Good Riddance. <laughs> and it was definitely overwhelming. People felt like he was glad that they were glad that he had a heart to heart with it was a good wrap up a good wrap up but there was a handful who felt like they would have liked to see a little bit more done with his character which i think Mm -hmm. i fall in that boat where i i would have liked his resolution to be a little different and then be a little more involved in the life yeah just not disappear altogether yeah um which i understand the actor tim ronson i believe is his name he He, yeah he had I'm sure he had other projects and things to do. Yeah. So that's just part of the business. But from a character standpoint, I was like, oh, I wish he could have gone out a different way. Um, And then you asked uh, people to tell us, you know, how do you feel about Alexis opening up to Ted and confessing that she loves him? Do you feel like that was her, the right move for her? Or do you feel like it put Ted and Heather really in a weird spot? And overwhelmingly people I are could not believe <laughs> people are in support of Alexis speaking her truth so that she could move getting on. it off her chest 87 percent said yes they support him only 13 percent said no that was a bad move I don't know the count do you have the count because the, the last time I looked it was one single person so the count as of now is we have two votes for no it put okay. Ted in a bad spot so we've got two people who feel gotcha. like that was not the right move but then was... 13 people said yes Speak your truth. Were you girl. shocked? I was shocked by this. I, I thought it would be more too. half and half. I kind of was too. Maybe people just really didn't like Heather and are fine with that relationship. And like, I'm not saying I well, love Heather. Uh, everyone's either. really, everyone's really rooting for Alexis, I guess, too, at this yes. point, you know? Yes, that is true. So. She's made a lot of growth. She's really been working on herself, as we'll find out tonight. So, yes, those were our Alexis. polls. Um, Katie, I think we should kind of jump to the big excitement, though, which is we're going to reveal the winner of our first ever little our giveaway giveaway contest for a copy of Best Wishes and Warmest Regards. Uh, so yes, I have the entries in my mug. But we asked you guys it. over the last week and a half or so to share um, a post and tag a couple friends. Tell us what your favorite episode or moment from the series was. We got a handful of submissions. So thank you for everyone who participated. I I have my Rosebud Motel mug with all of our entries and I'm going to save it to the end, Stephanie. Oh my gosh. We're going to do it at the very end. Of course, I guess, (laughs) ooh, smart move. They have to listen to the whole episode. (laughs) They have to listen. (laughs) You know, and of course, oh, go ahead. We won't like tag or announce it until we yeah we'll wait till the episode's live but i was just making me think of like back when i used to listen to the radio on like like fm radio on my commute to work and they would have live contest winners announced on the radio and like if you weren't listening do you ever like yeah. you have to be listening live or you miss it like hear your name or you whatever hear your name right? or someone has to call yeah. you and tell you hey i heard you won this you need to call this number or whatever get your prize Luckily, a podcast, it goes out into the universe and you can listen to it over yeah. and over. We also discovered today, we, <laughs> we have, a, I know it, like, uh, we just, the I, light bulb clicked at the exact same moment for us just now. <laughs> we're laughing because today I was doing a little bit of research for upcoming episodes and we use IMDb a lot to just get little details. And instead of typing shits Creek into IMDb, I typed shit list, our podcast name and 
uh, there's a page for us, which must I had no have idea. like auto generated from Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I don't know. Yeah. But it like lists all of our episodes. There's literally no other information other than our episodes, but like the titles of them. <laughs> everything no pictures, is there. Nothing. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was wow. surprised. We have our own IMDb page. And I was quick to point out to Stephanie, I don't see that other podcast out there. Oh, (laughs) is this not who will remain nameless? There's no shade. There's no shade. There's no competition. I'm just saying. (laughs) It was pretty exciting to see that. I was like, wow, I feel kind of super famous, even though it doesn't acknowledge Mm -hmm. the creators of the show at all. Just the Mm -hmm. that we exist. Sorry. One step at a time. Got Got a beverage tonight, Steph? Just got some good old fashioned H2O. I'm coming off of a pretty rough, mm. sick week. So I'm just trying to hydrate like crazy. I just got yeah. water also. I okay. am yeah. on day four or five of a juice cleanse. Oh, well, I'm on day three of a Z pack. So I probably shouldn't be having. Oh, wine. girl. <laughs> they did give you antibiotics, huh? Yeah, they did for sure. Well, enjoy that juice cleanse. Do you got any like metal harvest mixtures going on there? (laughs) There wasn't there. Okay. So real quick, there are three juices and three plant-based smoothies in the one that I picked because I wanted a more protein heavy one so I could still work. It's actually, you're making a face, but it's actually Mm -hmm. not that bad. Um, okay. the only, there's only one juice that I hate and it's got beet juice in it and it tastes like dirt to me. And oh. I just have to chug that one and get it down. The green one, the more, most meadow harvest looking one there is, is the most delicious one. It's actually very good. Okay. It's got apple juice, kale juice. I was just going to ask if they put green. apple in it. Cause I feel like the green yeah. ones, apple will sweeten it up. Mm. A good apple amount. and kale are that combination. Cause I've had a smoothie before that I used to make frequently with kale and it tasted very similar, but yeah. It's going well though. I'm not I'm not super hungry. Okay. I think most people the most the most asked question I get is are there any like intestinal side effects? I was going to say and I'm, I'm happy to say no. There everything's have been none. normal. Okay. Everything's normal. So but just uh, just a reset for Actually, the year. It's a very know? like beginning of the year new yeah, new year. We and I particularly slate. specifically waited for this week cuz we still had our family Christmas last week and I was like, well, I know I'm going to be eating like garbage there for sure mm. and drinking. So, for reset, sure. getting on track, you know, we talked about resolutions. So, this we is did. a little little, little kickstart. Okay, well, good <laughs> so, for you. Hope it goes well. Yeah, one more day, so. Okay. Anyway, I'm ready. We're drinking okay. our water, no wine tonight. We're jumping focused, in. hydrated. This Let's is a great episode. In. I love this episode. Let's uh, jump into another nice old fashioned opening at the motel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moira comes in all excitedly to Alexis's room and says, Alexis, I just heard three women with smokers coughs talking about sex in the city. <laughs> the singles have arrived. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is not the first reference to sex in the city, right? We've I feel like we talked about this before because I remember saying, yeah, this isn't the only time that Sex in the City is going to you come know, up. Now that you say that, I'll have to like go through our notes, but uh, I feel like you're right. Unless one yeah. of our listeners, maybe Tiffany out there uh, can the, tell us. Yeah, Tiff, tell us. Also, that was just so funny. Her comment on our um, episode where she said, you didn't quite convince me that this week's was better than last. Oh, when we were talking the about the week. last two episodes being oh, Little okay. Sister episodes, so which is okay. Everyone has their own opinions. I thought maybe we could twist your arm though, right? Um, anyway, you're right. Sex in the city. I feel Sex like in the city has, come up before. has been referred to. Yeah. So Alexis goes, well, why are you not wearing your t-shirt? Today's the day. Why are you not wearing your t-shirt? LOL, Alexis. <laughs> Moira does not wear t-shirts. 
I don't no. think Moira has ever worn a t-shirt in her entire life. No. I'm just picking so, one, picturing one of those like classic inexpensive Hanes brand blanks that you get screen printed mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah. Moira would never, would never. Well, Alexis has her, you know, her volunteer one, her snug volunteer one because everyone's fair game. Moira's not going to wear that. There's absolutely no way. No. Aside from the fashion problem, Moira, you know, really says, uh, hello, I'm giving the keynote address. I'm the chairperson. I will not be wearing a T-shirt. Basically, I have to wear something nicer, mm-hmm. right? Kind of. And Alexis is offended. <laughs> Excuse me. I am co-chair and I'm wearing the T-shirt. Meanwhile, in comes Johnny and he is, you know, clapping his hands together, excited. The hotels at max capacity. It's a really good week for businesses in Schitt's Creek. We'll see that later for a couple mm-hmm. of the other ones, too. And Moira says, calm down. Don't you? Rem- I'm I'm doing the keynote address. Don't you remember the last time we did it, an event together, which was apparently the teenage rosacea 15 fall. years ago or something like that. 15 years ago, Alexis says. And who knows what happened there? But apparently whatever happened was a flop. And Johnny kind of sticks up for Alexis and says, you know, I think we should give her a chance. You should give her a chance. She's been working, working on herself. And Alexis chimes in with one of my favorite little <laughs> like interactions I can think of. Yes, Alexis has been working very hard on herself and she explains that she's been closing a chapter with Ted last week but putting all of her energy into finding love for other people. And then with this wavy wave of two hands, what exactly have you done? And Johnny just <laughs> resides back. to, well, yep. I'm leaving. And mm-hmm. Moira realizes he's leaving her to hang dry here. And Moira kind of throws it back out her. I'll tell you what I'm about to do. But it <laughs> takes her like a her. minute to like come up She's with gotta an answer. think of this yeah. comeback. Yeah. I'm going to get the lock and keys. So here's that event they researched. It's coming yeah. back. And so apparently that doesn't help matters because God knows when she was supposed to get them three weeks ago. And the event is this morning. So wait till the very last possible minute. And Alexis is clearly frazzled. You Mm -hmm. still haven't gotten the locks and keys yet. Uh, Meanwhile, David walks in with a giant cinnamon bun on a plate. Mm -hmm. Damn, that looks good. And he, again, makes another Sex in the City reference. I just walked past three very raspy voice Mirandas. So the singles are here. <laughs> I love so that Did you watch Sex in the City? I sure I, did. I watched the movies. I watched the series. Yes. So you know exactly who Miranda is. I know is exactly and, who yeah. Miranda is. And that, that statement makes total sense to me. Mm-hmm. I, Katie, am definitely a Charlotte if I had to categorize myself. Oh. I'm yeah, definitely a Charlotte. That. I definitely think you're a Charlotte. You are. Um, you're either Samantha you're kind of a hybrid. You're like Samantha, maybe a little bit of Miranda. I could also you see think a Miranda. Bit, a little bit of Miranda. I would have said, would have said uh, Samantha. Um, Carrie. What? Carrie. Yes, I'm trying to think of. I could only think of her real name in real life. I would have said a cross between Carrie and Samantha. Like if I had to. I'm just thinking of Miranda's Miranda. relationship with her husband Steve. She's definitely like the more dominant, the dominant energy. One. <laughs> And I, I see that in your relationship with Joe. So I think you got a little Miranda, maybe a little right. Carrie, and a little bit of Samantha. All right. Interesting. Who who are you out there if you're a Sex yeah, and the City character? Let us know. You know, I did watch the show for a while and I but I never watched any of the movies. And I don't like this 
there's like a new reboot. I've not watched the reboot. I'm so sick of reboots of every single thing in this world. Can we not come up with original ideas anymore? Also, I heard that um, Peloton stock really tanked after an episode. The guy died. Spoiler alert: Mr. Big has a heart attack on a Peloton. Hey there, I have stock in Peloton like an idiot, and uh, it definitely is not looking great. So I'm not going to be watching that reboot. Thanks for ruining my my portfolio. My portfolio. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently, Sex and the City is a is a favorite. I could Mm -hmm. see Dan watching Sex and the City. Oh, for sure. So that's I'm sure sure. why all the references. And like I said, I wish I could think of what one we have. Whenever I hear those like pop culture references, I always assume okay, this is something that Dan through in there or this is a show Dan watch or something a joke that makes sense to Dan and if I get it too I just feel a little bit closer to him I also yes I wondered too <laughs> how because I know there's a lot of younger audience that likes this show too and I think a lot of those just fall right like flow right over their heads I can't because mm-hmm. we're, we're the same age as Dan similar mm-hmm. age as Dan so like I think we would get those references and then there are some things that teenagers watching it would be like what <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, although things come around, so it's going to seem like super retro. True. I mean, that show was almost thirty years ago now, or something. Just crazy. like fashion, exactly. <laughs> it always comes back. So one big cycle. Um, we are going to go right in chronological order this week because it's all kind of one big storyline, all tied together. So, just going to knock it out scene by scene tonight. Okay. Um, next, we have a team meeting in the motel lobby. Johnny's talking about how they're charging 50% extra this week for singles week, and the motel is sold out. So they're making bank and they think they can get some, you know, some repairs done. Yeah. Roland gets a phone call from Bob, of all people. <laughs> Why is Bob always on the phone? Always on the phone. <laughs> I feel phone. like he is always on the phone. And Roland answers it right in the middle of this meeting. Sorry, guys. But not sorry, because he answers it anyway. But then the way he's just narrating everything out loud right in front of them, too. Talking trash right about his coworkers right in mm-hmm. front of them. And Johnny finally says, okay, cut it out, Roland. We have a long list. We need your help. We're really busy this week. Takes his phone. I'm going to put this on silent till the rest of the meeting is over. Stevie, how do I do that? Typical dad move. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do this. And so Stevie puts his phone on silent, sets it on the table, and... Roland says, no problem. I'm here for you guys. What do you need me to do? And they give him a list. And Stevie says, well, you could check these things off the list. Uh, Start with that. And then we'll go from there. And of course, out Roland goes and leaves his phone. And the first time I saw this episode, I was like, did you catch that detail right away? for yes it's a foreshadowing and the not so subtle yeah i just was like oh great of course it, mm-hmm. w- it was just too obvious to me the whole interaction with the phone that something was going to come about that yeah. for sure i mean so, just one episode ago we saw a very pregnant jocelyn yeah so should be no surprise so, what's coming next we see david and he had has had to head into the store this morning he's he kind of clumsily staggers in with the giant box of dog sweaters and Patrick right on point with his pure sarcasm says, have you been going to the gym? Because that looked effortless. (laughs) Effortless. It was anything but effortless, anything but effortless. And he says, well, um, Alexis asked me to bring these dog sweaters, but the whole situation is just awkward and cringy. And he's trying to cop out on this responsibility. He doesn't want to have to, See Ted. He doesn't want to see Ted. He knows. I mean, 
he he knows that Ted assumes David knows because David is her person. David is right. her roommate, her confidant, her mm-hmm. bestie, you know. So he doesn't want to face Ted either. Mm-hmm. Um, and he David kind of explains this to Patrick, and Patrick's not really in the loop, but he spits out that Alexis told Ted that she loved him. And Patrick kind of stops dead in his tracks and was like, wow. Good for her. It's not easy putting yourself so out there. So he's on the not. team of good for her. Yeah. He, yeah. He's, he is. He's, so. Yeah. Impressed. And he gets. Patrick gets pretty serious at this point. And David is just. Oh, I'm in distress. Blah, 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 blah. Patrick says, no, I'm not doing that. I still have to put all these new products out that you ordered for singles week. Just go do it. Suck it up, buttercup. Basically. <laughs> I love you or not. I love you coming up. I love you. But basically, but no, not no. David reluctantly says fine. And with a nail in the coffin, you just said exactly Mm -hmm. what's coming up next. David, you're very brave and you're very generous. And I don't want to add any more stress to your day, but I love you. And when Ah! he said that, that. so first of all, so fucking cute. Yes, but. I, I too, at that moment in time, was like, oh, boy, that's going to really stress it. What have you done? (laughs) Why do you think? Let's unpack this. Why do you think he chose that moment? Because Patrick just loves pushing his buttons. Yes. He I think he lives for that. I think it's this playful, flirtatious, you know, Mm -hmm. system they have. And that's what he loves doing. Mm hmm. And he's he always figures. been a tease, even from the very first episode yeah, we saw him. The first time he meets David, he he's likes always to mess teasing with David. him and picking mm-hmm. on him and pushing his buttons. And I think that's just his MO and that's the way it is. And I think it was perfect. I think it was perfectly mm-hmm. Patrick to do that right then and there because he just has to like he knows that if he doesn't do this in this playful, funny moment, like a more serious moment might not mm-hmm. come up, you know? Right. I think he also kind of knew like David is about to head out of here and I'm going to let him go process this on his own. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Patrick, because he needed to. He needed to. And I think Patrick knew that would happen. And I also think Patrick didn't expect a response right away or like it to be reciprocated. Right. Like, and I think that's probably good and healthy. Like if he was just yes. saying it just to hear it back. That's maybe not the right way to do it. But well, the way he sets it I, up, I think he totally. Yeah. He sees. I like what he. I like what he says because he says I. I don't expect you to say it back. It just felt right in the moment, which is great. Like Mm -hmm. knowing David, you know that's going to be a very hesitant thing for him to say. And David, of course, says, "Okay, so you just said that to me, knowing that it would full, knowing fully well that it would make my day more stressful." And he's, you can just see his like very confident Patrick. His body just kind of like trying to process and Mm -hmm. like keep it together, (laughs) you know. And he said, "I have only said that to my parents twice, which once we've seen in the bar, Mm -hmm. and so who knows when the other time." And one time at a Mariah Carey concert, (laughs) David's a big Mariah Carey fan, so we know that much. Um, So yeah, it's just kind of. This it's just totally Patrick and it's totally perfect for their relationship. But I love that he didn't put any pressure. It's like, say it when you feel it. I don't expect you to say it back. And Patrick drives the nail deeper in and says, you're my Mariah Carey. (laughs) 
which is probably the most heart melting thing Steve you could say just to coming David. Out of the top of David's <laughs> yeah. head, like if this were can't... a cartoon, Dan's head is like exploding and mm-hmm. train like whistles and bells. Mm-hmm. David says that compliment is going could bring me to tears, but I'm not going to let it. So I would like to thank you for all the wonderful <laughs> things you said. And and I know Patrick said say it when you're ready, but you could tell he was a little bit disappointed that it wasn't reciprocated. Yeah. And especially when he walks out of the store, David says, turn, turn around. I don't don't want you. I don't want you taking back any of the other (laughs) nice scenes. He is being so awkward with this box. It is a giant box. Mm -hmm. He says, turn around. I don't want you regretting any of the nice things you said. Well, he struggles with this piece of a box that's wider than the two doors put together practically. Mm -hmm. So. Um, and then Patrick, he leaves and Patrick just has like a quick minute to himself and he says, well, that went well. And he seemed a little disappointed, but he did say, say it when you're ready. So mm-hmm. he can't be too upset about that. Um, what was your first I love you with Sushan? Do you have a story? I have. We have a cute little story. So we, I think we had been dating maybe like two, three months and I, we had gone kayaking in this little town called Loveland, which is just like a suburb outside of mm-hmm. Cincinnati, had like a really nice day. And then we were back at my apartment and we were just kind of like talking about our feelings and talking about the day we had had and how like the, I could feel the conversation was going in that direction. It's something I'd been thinking about saying for a while. And we're talking about how we were in Loveland. And then we just oh, kind of like talking about love. And then he said... He's like, I think I love you. And I was like, well, that's funny because I know I love you. And then oh, like, oh, that is cute. And I was really surprised. I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but I found out I was the first person he ever said that to. And I was Aww. like, wow, because he's been in other relationships, relationships before ours. But they weren't meant to be, Stephanie. I, not. So I felt super special then. Um, so yeah, it was mutual. We were able to like say it to each other at the same time. Um, cute. Yeah, it was cute. How about that you? That is a cute story. So I don't remember the circumstances. I just remember Joe's response because I definitely said it first. And his response was very David S. He said, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the first time he said it back to me. We've been obviously dating and married a long time now. So mm-hmm. it's not quite as fresh in my memory. Sure. <laughs> Plus, I drank a lot in college. So <laughs> it probably wouldn't be that fresh anyway. So. I do know that he said, no, you don't. When I first said it, I'm That's like, okay. Really cute, Cause is it your first kiss story where you were like, why don't you just kiss yeah. me already? I, yeah. <laughs> yes. See, and this is why I have a little Miranda assertiveness in yeah. my, my relationship. So it works for you guys though. It's cute. Yeah. yeah. Let's do a couple more things before we go to break. So okay. we've covered Johnny and Stevie and Roland. David's at the store. Alexis is at the cafe. You're right. I'm just, I'm visualizing it. You look like <laughs> you were just, you were setting a scene no, and I was I looking. see. Okay. Like, you were visualizing guys. Roland I just saw Stephanie all of and these it... sculptures. Remember a couple episodes where she's so describing you were the doing. sculpture park. Okay. I'm looking at my screen and Stephanie's deep in contemplation. Like she's having gas or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just picturing. Like, okay. Okay. We'll picture it. Got it. Okay. Picture it. Alexis is trying to cool down a crowd full at the cafe. They're getting restless and she's there. It's a full house. Full house. This singles week 
is well so far this is the first event we see the kickoff start of the start of the week though and it's hopping at the cafe we were impressed with all those volunteers we saw a couple weeks ago now look at all They're these there. people actually there for the yeah. event yeah. well and i was going to say the volunteers are there too because i don't know if it's in this scene but later you see other people working behind the counter at the mm-hmm. cafe and yeah like this is a very big deal but everyone's getting restless because the first event, of course, is supposed to be the lock and key event. And Alexis is there trying to just make everyone chill until Moira gets there. She hops on her phone and Moira answers the phone. What? <laughs> and Alexis says, where are you? And they've encountered a roadblock. A well, we can issue. see she's in a car. She's in a moving <laughs> yeah. car. I love how this is cut. So you can't really see that mm-hmm. she's not driving the car. But. Jocelyn is in labor. Oh my god! And Alexis, Alexis's reaction is so damn cute. Mm-hmm. Like she's so happy. And Moira just, I know it's no one's fault. <laughs> like she doesn't realize that <laughs> Alexis is happy for her. Doesn't yeah. realize Alexis's reaction is happy, and that's what most people's reaction should right. be. I know it's no one's fault. This is throwing a wrench in our day. Whatever. And Jocelyn sa- or Moira says, "Don't start without me, little Frippet. You don't have the media training." <laughs> and Alexis says, "Well, what am I supposed to do here? Just, just keep them cool. We'll be there in a minute." Oh, look, I... Jocelyn's pulling up to the hospital right now, which <laughs> she wasn't. If you look at that next cutaway, they no. were in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So, what were you gonna say? I can say I'm so annoyed by Moira, though. I, like, it's a hilarious scene. But first of all, okay, making Jocelyn drive herself to the hospital is one thing. But telling Alexis she's not allowed to start this event is so frustrating to me. And the fact that Alexis takes that advice or follows that instruction where she is waiting, even as awkward as it is, it's like, just let her do this thing. She's worked so hard for it. It will be fine. But you can tell there's just that little bit of faith or control or whatever it is that Moira can't quite give fully to alexis you know we'll talk about that because i have a i have a rebuke for that uh, okay that argument oh, so okay. we'll talk about that a it. little bit later um i guess i guess now i'm just gonna go to break because i think the rest i think this is gonna be a very fast episode because it's all kind of snowballing from here it's all yes, one big story things happen so let's take fast. a quick let's take a quick break and we'll come back and see what else, the rest of the story okay Hey singles, are you tired of meals for one, solo movie tickets, and living in a general state of uncoupledness? Well, fear not, ye potential lovers, because this week's sponsor is the Schitt's Creek First Annual Singles Week, hosted by keynote speaker and chair, television's Moira Rose, and co-chair, Alexis Rose of Alexis Rose Communications. Singles Week will be an event like no other, as love-seeking lads and ladies, wide-eyed romantics, and raspy voice Mirandas flock to town in search of their match. Be sure to take advantage of the many local perks during Singles Week, which can all be found on the registration website's directory. Perks include premium room rates at Rosebud Motel with complimentary Do Not Disturb signs for each room, buy one get one meals for singles dining together at Cafe Tropical, a lover's discount on massage oil from Rose Apothecary, and many more perks sprinkled throughout town. So if you're ready to give people a chance, then register today for this one-of-a-kind event. Register through the Singles Week website, it's super easy, and you'll be chatting up your next match in no time. Thanks again to Singles Week, where love can happen when you least expect it. Welcome back, and thank you 
so much to first ever Shits Creek Singles Week Thank for you, sponsoring week. this week's episode. Yes. Steph, you RSVP to Singles Week, but you got out of it just in time. You found the love <laughs> of your life. I was able to cancel my uh, <laughs> you were, my cancel ticket. your reservation. Did you get a refund? <laughs> <laughs> no refunds, right? <laughs> no refunds policy. Sorry, I just had like a complete mind blank. Yeah, no <laughs> refunds, but you know what? Hopefully, someone else got my seat and found their match. So, found, found what's their meant match. to be is meant to be. Got it. So let's get back into it. Uh, mm-hmm. We just left the singles week event. Speaking of that, we pick back up in the motel and Johnny walks into the office and he says to Stevie, I think we better call Roland and say, pick up some do not disturb signs. Some of the singles are requesting it. Maybe he walked in on a few uh, guests <laughs> accidentally. First of all, where does one just buy a do not disturb sign? I figured you'd have to go on Amazon to find that or some I hotel think, supply store or something. Which not I just don't the local think Walmart. they're going to find in Elmdale County. Yeah. Yeah. So fun little fun little um, thing about our cruise thing we were just on. The do not disturb signs were two-sided. Mm-hmm. And to know if they could come in your room and clean, one side said snoring for do not disturb. Mm-hmm. And the other side said exploring. Isn't that cute? <laughs> that <is> cute. <laughs> so you're supposed to flip it to exploring when you were mm-hmm. out. And <clears throat> that was cute. cute. Cute little idea. But yeah, uh, somebody walked in on something they didn't want to see. And they say, okay, good idea. Let's call him real quick. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, that phone is still sitting on the coffee table. Yep. And... How many missed calls, Stephanie, did oh, he gosh. have from Jocelyn? I want to say 16, this would, 16. This would normally be safe for trivia at the end, but we're doing the drawing at the end. Uh, you're very close. 17 missed 17. calls. 17, okay. And three texts from Jocelyn that say mm-hmm. something to the effect of, damn it, I'm having the baby. Where the hell are you? Isn't there also one that has like a bunch of babies and an, an explosion, explosion. emoji? <laughs> It's happening. It's happening. I don't know if Roland doesn't have a password on his phone or you can just read the previews of the messages Mm -hmm. on the front. But Johnny is quickly very nervous about this whole situation. And he says, well, we didn't do anything wrong. (laughs) Stevie is quick to say, well, I didn't. Mm -hmm. It's the poison Uh, ivy all or poison oak all over again. He does not want to take responsibility. Yes. You did this, Johnny. It was your idea to take his phone and silence it. The only reason Stevie was involved is because you don't know how to use it. You don't know how to do it. Yeah. (laughs) You don't know how to flip the switch that silences the Apple phone. (laughs) Presuming it's an Apple phone. Mm -hmm. So that's it. Just a moment of, oh, shit. And Roland's missing. And we know now that Jocelyn's on her way to the hospital. So David is now heading over to the vet's office with this big box of sweaters and he tries to just a quick in and out in. <laughs> and lo and behold, Ted pops up from behind the counter and this most awkward interchange between awkward the two of them bro ensues. hug. <laughs> hey, it's me. And yes, David gives him the most awkward hug. And I feel like Joe kind of hugs people like this. He doesn't quite know how to well, hug. David just goes in really low to yeah, like he doesn't, <laughs> doesn't know where to be like. Uh, and it also reminds me too when I visit friends from New York, not so much Aaliyah, but a lot of the people I work with, they're always greeting with that like kiss on the side of the cheek. Mm-hmm. It was always a thing when I lived there. And now when I see them, so that's super awkward because if you go to the wrong side, Oh, then you're just kissing. Like, you could just like, <laughs> like mess it up. It's it, that's kind of what it reminded me of too. And I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but every time I go to hug Sushant, like hello or goodbye, he always goes in for the side hug instead of the full hug. Oh yeah, he's a side hug. Is he not a is he not a hugger like no. me? 
He's not a hugger. Oh, why didn't you tell me that? We could have just avoided it altogether. <laughs> you could have just skipped it. I was just like being polite. You're both just suffering for guys. no reason. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, next time I won't give him a hug. He's a side hugger. But, oh, good news. That's good news. <laughs> I mean, I like to, like, I would like to hug you because I don't, like, yeah. we don't see each other for a long time. Yeah. But interesting. Yeah. It's the most awkward hug I've ever mm-hmm. seen in my life when mm-hmm. David basically puts his head on Ted's chest. <laughs> Yep. Um, I like David's sweater. I noticed this earlier. I I know it's an eagle on the back yeah. of it, but from the front, it kind of looks like angel wings to me. I and I think you're talking. About I think this. that's yes. very symbolic because he is such a like a guardian angel in this scene or and in this episode. Like, almost he's just kind of doing the work of yeah, a guardian angel or like a yeah. little Jiminy Cricket trying <clears> to <throat> kind of bridge the communication gap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just thought that was a. I think that was a deliberate choice. Um, mm-hmm. Even though I did notice the back on my last watch, there was it's it's a full eagle on the back, but just mm. from the front, it reminds me of an angel. So, yeah. um, Ted is very, you know, kind of nervous. He poorly lands a pun. He said he was hopefully hoping to see Alexis or expecting to see Alexis. Maybe not hoping, but mm-hmm. just David threw him off his game and. First thing he blurts out, basically, is she told you, didn't she? Of course. David is her, like I said, her roommate, her confidant, her best friend. Mm -hmm. They talk probably every night about stuff. And he knows his sister is hurting. So I'm sure he's been there for her, you know, Mm -hmm. the last Well, he knew that she loved him since they went to Warner Farms. Heathers, yeah. Yeah. So Ted says, I love you. I don't know. I just didn't know what to say to that. And David says, yeah. That is something that's very emotionally deep for her, even for her, like, especially for her, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, basically tries to stumble over talking about anything. And he says, well, I should be going Going. is what he (laughs) wanted to say. And Ted blurts out, I broke up with Heather. And David says, well, I guess I should stay then. Yeah. Which is generous of him because he could have just like moonwalked out of that situation. (laughs) But I think he realized like he can do a lot of good here if he stays. He can help Ted, but he can also help his sister. And who else does Ted have to talk to? David has he has the no on Alexis Mm -hmm. and he knows he knows that Ted doesn't know how much she's changed quite yet, I think. Mm -hmm. So they launch into one of the best scenes and pup talks if you will (laughs) that I have ever seen Mm -hmm. from David one of the most unlikely of characters in the history of television to give advice yeah so they're about to have a big heart to heart we're not there yet because we cut back to the cafe and Alexis is again (laughs) cooling the heels of all these eager singles she's going over the details saying make sure you sign up for the message board and we know yeah because (laughs) Shit's supposed to be starting and nothing is happening. And she finally decides, okay, I'm just going to take the reins and run here because this woman from the press is single. She said, is this going to start soon? Because I have been asked to cover a senior craft fair. And as a single who drove 20 miles to get here, I would rather cover this. She wants to stay and get her chances Mm -hmm. with these singles events. And I don't blame her. Um, A senior craft fair doesn't sound like very exciting to cover. So... Alexis says, fine. Yep. We're starting right now. So she welcomes everyone. She says, we're not going to play the lock and key game. I'm sorry, but uh, 
she dives into this kind of self-indulgent monologue about the lock and key and how it I just think it starts out pretty good and then it gets way too yeah, specific it, it, and it, interpersonal. It diverges. They, they, she loses them just a little bit. But yeah, I like how she starts it out because it, she says as soon as you find the right key, everything is just supposed to work out. But life is more complicated than that. Mm-hmm. So when I first listened to this little speech, I kind of I didn't care for it at first because I was like, oh, cringy, Alexis. No one needs to know all these personal details. But as I was listening back to it, I do like that she is acknowledging and saying out loud, whether it be to someone appropriate or not, mm-hmm. the fact that she always was on the lookout for the wrong type of guy. Mm-hmm. She always she knows now she didn't need some guy that had muscles and was dirty and worked hard. Adriatic had royalty a, had a long line of Adriatic royalty. <laughs> She realized when, and she's saying out loud yet again, when she found someone that actually liked her and treated her right, she tossed him aside. And lo and behold, one of our favorite recurrent extras is in the crowd and interrupts this self-indulgent little speech. Are we playing a game or what? (laughs) Who was it, Stephanie? It's Robin. It's Robin. Robin Robin from from the grocery store. Brebner's from the blouse barn. Good old Robin. I think that's where we've seen her so far. Mm-hmm. We do see her again. We will see we her again. We will see her again. Yeah. But she's around. She gets around in this town. Yep. And Alexis snaps out of her little trance and she said, yes, we're just going to play a different game. One that focuses on giving people a chance. So, so I think she turned that yeah. that little speech around yeah, really well. Into yeah. something meaningful. And mm-hmm. there was a point to it. Yes. But it did get a little carried away for a hot yeah. second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, a little dark, a little little serious. Yep. Got a little carried away. A little too specific, she, maybe. She, she turned it around. Good for I her. Think, I don't know that she knew that she was going to say those things when she started speaking. I think it just kind of, she Came was out. figuring it out as she was saying it. Yeah. Yep. So back at the motel, Bob has now showed up in his signature blue Bob truck. I think this He's is like, the first time we've ever seen this truck off the it's lot. It's very bright blue, too, I noticed. Mm-hmm. He's like the media in this scene. He's just he is. He's contributing nothing other than just relaying what's just happening. Stoking the fires, you know. Yes. Um, he's always on yeah, here he is, is always on the phone again. He's always talking to Gwen. Yeah. She is like the gossipy woman of the town, needs mm-hmm. to know all of the juice. Cause mm-hmm. he is always telling her stuff like about Christmas world and this and he's and the baby gender the reveal, all the and things. I feel like it's almost it's almost to Bob, like you better be giving me the gossip, or you're not coming home tonight, or we're not <laughs> get you're not getting lucky. Or tonight maybe if I don't he's get just it. trying <laughs> to like curry favor with her. If, yeah, maybe he's trying to win her back because she we know mm-hmm. she's scandalous. You better mm-hmm. give me the tea or else. Like mm-hmm. so he's on the phone gossiping, saying, Yeah, unbelievably, they took Roland's phone. This woman's about to give have birth, ha- go into labor, and they took have his phone birth. away. Who would do that? Have birth. <laughs> <laughs> and here comes Roland. He comes in and they're all eager to tell him. They meet him at the truck. Roland, Roland, Jocelyn's in labor. And Roland. Uh, what? Why didn't she call me? Where's my phone? I need my phone. He's looking back in his truck, and Johnny kind of plays hero at this moment in oh time and pulls it out of his pocket. Is so this slippery? Like, he's he's able to just completely <laughs> avoid any sort of responsibility. Yeah, really. Not that Roland would even be mad or pick yeah, up on at that this anyway. Point, yeah, like, but that's just Johnny. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
Roland gets the phone, gets back in the truck and drives off and Gwen calls back or I don't know if she was just on hold or what. Yeah. Uh, Snake, he's slippery. I'll tell you that. (laughs) I don't know about a snake, but so I don't know. I I, I guess after that whole poker debacle, Gwen and Bob probably don't think too much of Johnny because he had the idea that they were cheating. You're right. He accused him of cheating. I forgot. They still got a chip on their shoulder from that probably. Mm Back at the at the vet's office, we are full in on this heart to heart between David and Ted. And the first line in the scene is Ted saying, I guess I had to tell Heather and be honest with her. I don't really know what he said. Maybe that he just wasn't feeling the relationship, that he just didn't think it was going to go anywhere. And David says, well, now what are you going to do? So he broke up with Heather basically just. You know, it wasn't meant to Mm -hmm. be. David says, are you going to talk to Alexis about this then? Or what are you going to do then? Mm -hmm. Did you do this because Alexis said this? Did you do this because you just knew it wasn't going anywhere? And now you have to think about it. What are you going to do is what David wants to know. And Mm -hmm. Ted says he doesn't know because like we talked about last week, uh, I think we talked about this at the very end when Alexis revealed that she loved him. Ted's been burned by her. Like. It's going to be hard for him to trust her. And I'm glad he's acknowledging that in this conversation. He's like, listen, I've been through a lot with this girl and I'm not sure I'm ready to be vulnerable again. Yeah. So David, um, he kind of says, I think you're right. He knows. He he knows his sister has changed and he knows he has an opportunity here to let Ted know because Ted, mm-hmm. I think Ted knows she's changed. It's no secret. She's a much more mature woman. She's running the singles event. She did her college education by herself. But the depth of change, I don't think he knows mm-hmm. quite fully. And yeah. David has this chance to kind of set him straight on that path. So David says, well, I would hardly call myself an expert on human emotion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. Uh, but I know some things that you should know. Yeah, he said, I know that she's different. She's changed. I know that we talk about you every single day for mm-hmm. the last six months. Like she can't not talk about you. Mm-hmm. She and he says, I know she knows she made a mistake with you. Or was it two mistakes or three mm-hmm. mistakes? It's just yeah. the, just the I'll marry you if I stay. And then they stayed and then she still wouldn't marry him type yeah. mistake. But um, when you think about that. When she said yes to his proposal in season one, what a different night and day person we are talking about. I was even thinking about that with her leading singles week. What a night and day Mm -hmm. transformation. Even her physical appearance. Something about she's more confident looking. She's not wearing those hippie hats. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what it is. Her hair is, I don't know, wavy. (laughs) I don't even know if that matters. She cares about other people. She carries herself so differently from Mm -hmm. that first person in season one who said yes to Ted to being engaged Mm -hmm. after knowing him for three weeks. Yeah. But David says she's different. You know, Um, you've been burned, Ted. Duh. Have you do you know me? I've been burned. And we know David has had a tumultuous past with relationships, people that didn't really treat him well and care for Mm -hmm. him the way he deserved to be cared for. He's basically telling him, you know, don't miss out on something because you're afraid because sometimes we need to just take a chance. He said, and you can see in this scene when David's explaining this whole conversation that not only is he telling Ted, but he's really self-reflecting it's here. Like, oh, this could apply to my life as he well. Says, he's giving Ted advice, but he 
is also listening to himself and giving himself advice. Mm-hmm. He says, when you, you just need to trust that things might work out. And this is what we've been telling David all along with Patrick. Yeah. Stop worrying so much. Stop mm-hmm. like, let things go where they go. That was before the whole fiance situation. Mm-hmm. But even so, even the fiance situation in the end was nothing to worry about because it wasn't big enough to break them. Mm-hmm. They got through it. And David says, when you've got it, you shouldn't let it go. And he is here to tell Ted that if you want it, Ted, you've got it. So he's really given something, Ted, something to think about. Mm-hmm. And I like that he's like giving him options too. He's not mm-hmm. like, you need to, he's like, listen, if you're trying to decide, just know if you're feeling insecure about going this direction, there is security mm-hmm. to be had there if that's what you want. And I like too that Ted doesn't, he doesn't really get feel the need to give him an answer. He just says, okay, mm-hmm. thanks. Thank you yeah. for all of that information. Mm-hmm. He's clearly thinking about it really hard. Mm-hmm. It's really good acting by Dustin Mulligan in the scene, yes. I feel like. Very um, good acting. I agree. Because he doesn't, he's hardly ever serious, Ted. He's just he's this happy go lucky guy. Yeah. Over the but top. in this scene, he's really, he's really good. And in the next scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Ted thanks him and David says Real quick. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was no, no, just no, gonna go. say when you were mentioning how David, as he's giving this advice, is kind of realizing he's also advising himself. Mm-hmm. My therapist, the tricky little bitch that she is, that I love her, <laughs> she does this to me all the time where we will be talking about something or I'm explaining a situation at work where maybe I had to advise a student or whatever. And basically she gets me. I don't know how she does it every time, but she gets me to figure out my own advice. And then I'm Your like, own shit. and then I'm like, so the things I'm saying are things that I should be listening to myself. Is that what you're telling me? And yep. she's, and she's so sneaky. She does it every she's time. She's good. She's cause yeah. she's good, man. She's good. That's how they are when That's, they're good. They're really maybe. good. Right. So maybe Dave, maybe David has a future as a therapist. I don't know. Yeah. A, a couple therapists even mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. So Ted thanks him for his advice. And David says, well, maybe this can be my thank you. And picks up a very delicious looking cookie off the front (laughs) desk and takes a big bite out of that bitch. (laughs) And Ted says, oh, that's a dog treat. David. It's one that like has the... Like it looks like royal icing on cookies. It. Yeah. yeah, royal it's icing cookies. It's not just cookies. a biscuit. That's exactly it has what it looks like. on it. And David says, well, it looks like a real treat. What am I going to do now with a mouthful <laughs> of dog cookie? <laughs> Which, I mean, okay, so I got the therapy dog Christmas treats for mm-hmm. Christmas. And first of all, some of them were cookie shaped like that. But then the other ones, I got a bag of like peanut butter and bacon flavored ones. I was like, who doesn't like peanut butter and bacon? And we were giving him treats in the office the one day. And I was, Melissa, my therapist was smelling them. I was like, what do they smell like? She said, peanut butter and bacon. Do you want to try one? <laughs> Did you? Like, no, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely not. Because <laughs> I bet they don't. It's that yeah. fake peanut butter it's and that bacon fake smell. smell. <laughs> yeah. So David's eating a dog treat on his way out. That's the end of that. That's the end of that little. He started with a cinnamon roll and now he's ending with a dog biscuit. What a day. Next, next we see Moira. They've made it to the hospital and she's kind of coaching Jocelyn through labor a little bit, just hanging out with her, waiting for Roland. Because at this point, I mean, maybe they've talked to Roland at this point, but they really have no idea when he's going to be there. So This is my kind of rebuke to your Moira moment, because I do think at first I thought, oh, she wants all the attention. She wants to be the chair of this this event. She wants to make sure she's front and focused. But I think it kind of comes out to me more in this scene that it's more about 
she doesn't want Alexis to fall flat on her face. She's because worried she that doesn't Alexis... have faith in her is my argument. Though. I know, but, but, but yeah, it's just, it's I think not... it comes more out of fear than it does yeah, out it's of, not a cr- I don't think it's a cruel thing. I think it's, she, yeah. she genuinely doesn't feel like Alexis can do this without her and doesn't want her to fail, but is willing to make people wait upwards of an hour. <laughs> Is my uh, argument. Well, I feel like it's been hours at this point. Well, but... we know it's like 30 miles to Elmdale. So right. At least an hour. It's going to be a minute before she gets there. And she'd so rather think... people wait than Alexis try is my argument. Yeah. Yeah. So not from an attention standpoint, but just from a. Just just let her just let her do it. She's yeah. done. She's come this far. <clears throat> she just doesn't want her kids to fail. And mm-hmm. Jocelyn gives her a pep talk in this moment and says, you know, in the middle of these contractions, she's giving her Alexis. Yeah, advice. Alexis. She's watched Alexis become like a mature, capable young woman. Mm-hmm. And she really has. She was the one that taught her and got her through her like classes and was there for her graduation and brought her her textbooks for her college classes and all that jazz. So she's mm-hmm. been there for Alexis's journey. She says, Moira. We all have to just have faith in our kids at some point. And that really does put Moira at ease. She kind of relaxes mm-hmm. and says, you're right. She's she's a fine she's wearing too woman, much, basically. Mm-hmm. Yes. Kind of nice to see Moira worry about her kids, though. You know, you are such a, a sucker for <clears throat> yeah, those women. I moments. know it. I know it. <laughs> I really am, but, yeah. but to no, me it's really too, nice to see. The other thing I love about this is no matter how bad Moira wanted to leave and get to this event, she would not leave Jocelyn because I just oh, solidifies course. their friendship to me. Uh, she didn't just drop her at the curb. She was in there I'm, waiting with I'm her. I'm just really glad this storyline is intermingled in this like big event of the day because mm-hmm. it really shows how the two families have become such good friends. Even mm-hmm. even like Alexis's reaction, like she was so excited when Moira yeah. told her Jocelyn was in labor. It's just really cute to mm-hmm. me. Um, and finally Roland rolls up and runs in. Finally found it. Third time's a charm. How big is this freaking hospital? It can't be that big. (laughs) (laughs) And he dismisses Mario. He's like, your services were great, but thank you very much. You are dismissed. And Jocelyn thanks her and says, I will never forget this. And in perfect Moira form, she says, well, if the drugs are any good, you will. (laughs) (laughs) She's getting those. uh, What were those pills? They were popping up the baby shower. Benzos. So she's stuck by Jocelyn when she needed her. I just thought that was so cute. But Mm -hmm. Moira really does stand by her people always. And now I just love that Jocelyn is now one of her people, people. Jocelyn and Roland, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So David comes back to the store. He cannot wait to take his own advice and tell Patrick he loves him. And Patrick is completing a sale and he says, oh, like these massage oils are flying off the shelf. You have a gift when it comes to the minds of singles. You must be an oracle when it comes to the sex lives (laughs) of lonely people, I think he says. (laughs) And David just plants a big kiss on Patrick and he says, I love you. And then I think David literally can't believe the words even came out of his mouth. And Patrick is so happy to hear this. And Mm -hmm. they just have this little moment. And it's so funny because, again, this playful, sarcastic, push David's buttons. Patrick has to say, well, it feels pretty perfect. But I asked you for a tea before you left. (laughs) (laughs) And I love the oh, perfectly placed oh, fuck from David. He says. Really? And And 
Patrick's like, no, I'm just kidding. Like, don't get the tea. And David mm-hmm. says, no, you asked for tea. We're going to we're going to start this, this over to be perfect. Yes. And honestly, now that he said it once, he can say it like mm-hmm. over and over again. Like mm-hmm. he's broke the seal, so to speak. So exactly. I think I think he doesn't have any hesitations. He doesn't mm-hmm. need to worry about it anymore. So I would say this episode has David being very generous and nice. Wouldn't you say? generous oh, yeah. and nice with Ted now very generous and nice with Patrick he's and he's Alexis opening up as a too, person in turn like mm-hmm. did, yep. did something for Alexis too mm-hmm. um so I love the quick minute we get right after David leaves and Patrick turns and his face is so happy like he's so pleased he's so relieved I think that David said it because think about literally one season ago, one season ago, he had never kissed a guy before. It's something love is something he felt like he might never even have because prior to this season, he didn't even know who to love or how mm-hmm. to love somebody in that way. And it's just such a turnaround for him. Mm-hmm. Like what a crazy range of emotions he has been through this season. Yeah. So back at singles week, David's obviously headed that way. He's got to get a tea for get a Patrick. Tea. Alexis has rallied up what looks to be a game of musical chairs with a little twist of speed dating into it. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, the music stops, you sit in a chair and whoever sits across from you is you have two minutes to meet and greet. Make a connection. This speed dating thing has always kind of uh, amazed me. I, I mean, I've never been to one, but I've heard of it. Yeah, I two haven't minutes. either. It's like you got to have your elevator pitch ready, right? Oh, for sure. <laughs> Since we talked about elevator pitches. I am Katie. I sell drapes. <laughs> I'm Stephanie. Do you need your bridal dress altered? <laughs> Do you need your bridal dress altered? So uh, this event is going really well. And uh, Amoira walks in and she's just amazed at how all this came together. And she even hooked up two press members from competing newspapers. Well, Moira is like, oh, it's a shame the press didn't stay. And I love how Alexis points out. No, um, no, they did stay. They're getting it on. They're getting, well, not getting it on, but they really are. They're getting to know I mean, they're touching each other's faces. They are kind of in a weird way. It's like stroking his hair. I'm like, wait, Mm -hmm. we're getting pretty, pretty close here. Yeah. But Moira apologizes. She said, I'm sorry I underestimated you. What a big move for her. It's, I yeah. feel like she does not apologize much. So this is a big move for her. But of course, she has to turn it a little back around on herself and says, I guess there's more of me in you than you thought. But that's Moira. That's Moira. That's all <laughs> that's we're going to That's the closest we're going to get to selflessness. And to be honest, when Alexis says lucky me, I think she genuinely means it because she knows her mom is a very yeah. successful and, you know, proud and also person. thinks very highly of herself. Moira does. Yeah. And so if she's now thinking Confidence, of Alexis on you know, that like same just, level, mm-hmm. that's also a compliment in her eyes. Yes. Yes. So she shoes Alexis off to play this game. Give me the clipboard. I'm taking over from here. And that at least that's what Alexis thinks. Yeah. And Moira says, no, dear, you can't play the game if you're not, you, you know, you're single. I want you to have a chance. I think, mm-hmm. do you think everybody Moira is fair anything? game. Like Alexis said herself. Yeah. Included. Do you think Moira, do you think Moira knew anything else before she did this? Cause she was on her way in presumably at the same time she David was. and someone else was on their way in. I don't know. I always wonder that. I mean, we'll never know. We'll never know. I would be surprised if she knew. I think she just wants Alexis uh, to get to. She just wants her to have a chance, right? Have a chance. Yeah. So the music is playing, Stephanie. Mm -hmm. 
she sits, takes a seat next to Twyla, which I also love this because they're, she sits down next to her bestie Twyla and they're chit chatting and gossiping Mm -hmm. and the music stops. And Stephanie, my fucking heart melts every time. I have seen this episode no less than 6,000 times. (laughs) And every time Ted sits in that chair, my heart melts like butterflies. Annie Murphy, both of their acting in the scene is so good. Annie Murphy plays this off so well. The look on her face is Ted. And I also love, love, love Twyla sitting next to her. Like, so happy to see how happy Alexis is. Ah, this scene (laughs) gives me chills every time I watch it. Every single time. I'm telling you. He says, hi. Apparently, I own minutes. I'm going to make this quick. Okay, let's do it. I'm Ted. Key detail here. I'm newly single. Newly and they single. And they show Alexis's face. I love mm-hmm. her face. Like, yep. Like That's new shocked, information. But not trying to be excited. Mm-hmm. Yes, very new information to her. And I'd be kidding myself if I haven't wanted to do this every single day for the last two years. I'm getting chills just reenacting the scene myself. I'm a good actress, <laughs> apparently. She says, do what? He grabs her hand. And I love this scene, this part of the scene, because it's like, in a movie where they freeze the two it's lead very actresses. very cinematic. Very Time cinematic. Time stands still, right? And the room could just be blurring around them and they kiss. And everyone is so happy, especially Moira and David. David's David has little, popped like, into the door. in the background. He's so happy. Oh, fucking so cute. So happy. Oh, my God. And Twyla is sitting there and I love, <laughs> I love, they break this serious moment with a perfectly placed joke this guy next to ted stands up and goes to He's kiss like, okay Twyla. if this nope. is how it works this is how it's working no no thank you she said <laughs> i'm good so no thank funny. you cracks me right up which i think you know for a minute you think maybe that kind of ruined such a good moment but i think it was the perfect icing on the cake to just and bring it allows back the comedy bring that comedy and allows the game to keep going on for other people too like the mm-hmm. event is still happening it's around not just them. about alexis and ted it's for mm-hmm. everyone so yeah such i just love 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 that scene it's probably my favorite in this whole season that scene mm-hmm. um it's <clears throat> a good one last little close we are back at the hospital and the roses are visiting their friends. Another sign that they're so intertwined now. They're such good friends. They mm-hmm. go visit them at the hospital to see the new baby. Um, Pepe. The, excuse me? Pepe. I should have been on that. I should have been on that shit. <laughs> um, so they announced the name of the... They want to thank Moira for standing by Jocelyn. And they announced the name. It's a boy. Of course, mm-hmm. we knew it was a boy from uh, Open Mic Night. And Roland has carried on this namesake, except now it's Roland Moira Shit. Which, going on the puns of the names, roll in more shit, I guess, people oh, say okay. on the Facebook groups. Hadn't thought of that. To me, Moira is kind of too far off for more to mm-hmm. be that way but that's what everyone says on the groups mm-hmm. and Roland says he's a handsome little guy he looks just like me and Johnny chimes in and yet he's handsome and yet he's handsome <laughs> do you want to hold him do you want to hold him boy was like they're both like no backing no. up no <clears throat> thank you no 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 you're good with newborn Stephanie I love a newborn baby yeah. person mm-hmm. I do I'm okay holding newborn I actually met my newborn cousin this past weekend on our way back from oh. Christmas 
um, you might be surprised at that because I do like baby babies. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't wiggle around. They don't do anything. They're very they're very they're, snuggly. They're very snuggly. They just sleep, eat, and poop. They're not. They don't have opinions mm-hmm. or anything yet. So yeah. And my little my new little cousin Bo. His name is Bo. Oh. He just he slept in my arms for like an hour while we visited. And Joe, on the other hand, wants nothing to do with newborns. He is very scared of people them. get nervous. Like, yeah, I think he's afraid he's going to break them They're or too fragile. Or... I mean, to me, that's the best. I don't like the like three to nine month stage because they're all wiggly and want to be involved in things mm-hmm. and they can't walk or do anything themselves right. and they fall over easily. So it's like, <laughs> what do I do with this thing? Yeah. Infants, I can handle infants. Mm-hmm. I can handle infants and I can handle like toddler and up. But right. that, that uh, three those, to, first, those first three months. months to three years that make yeah. me nervous. <laughs> so. So anyway, they reluctantly, I did not even reluctantly, Johnny just hands his baby to Moira. This, first of all, this weirdest looking baby. This is not a good in, like, I think there was so, a baby, there was an actual baby for part of it. It's because but then of the, like child labor laws, right? Like they can only yeah, film with a baby yeah. for like 10 minutes or something at a time, something crazy. And then, but then they do have like a fake baby at this yeah, point when too. They that looks Moira so baby. awful. And it's like, always oh, such God. a rigid doll and it. <laughs> It's not just this show. It's all shows, but it's yes, so obvious yes. every time. It's like, like let's really just leave have these a better out. budget. <laughs> you know, those like people who like those catalogs from the 90s or people who had order those like lifelike dolls. Oh, yeah. Like, why not get one of those? That I feel like least, that's better than what will they use. Yeah. Then this like um, my like the, little, like the face on this thing is just cabbage like, patch baby frozen solid like <laughs> stiff and you're right very stiff yeah more like roland could like hold this thing with one hand and it would just be rigid <laughs> like here's this baby let me serve you this baby like a platter that's what it reminds it's, it's exactly stiff yeah. and rigid you're right like no no body bending or anything like that mm-hmm. so then moira takes the damn baby <laughs> reluctantly <laughs> but her hands are shaking john take him john and john's like no, thank you. He's literally, he's like, I love you, but no. No, thank no, you. Thank. Yeah. There's a lot of I love you, but no's in this episode mm-hmm. tonight. So, yeah. So that's the end of the episode. Just to recap again, I'm so happy this pregnancy story was intertwined with this big main event because mm-hmm. I just, I love how it just showcases how much the roses and the shits are friends now. The whole mm-hmm. family, really, all of them. Yeah. Um, I love that Moira stuck it out for Jocelyn. And also, like you said, I'm a sucker for mom moments for Moira. Mm-hmm. I love that she's so worried about Alexis. I, I'm i glad that her wanting to take over the event wasn't out of uh, like wanting. I think Ego. it was less. Out, I, yeah, I, it was less out of wanting to be at the center of attention and more of worry for Alexis. Mm-hmm. So I love that. I love mom moments. You know, I'm big on the Moira mom mm-hmm. moments. And now this time we get to see Moira being a good friend too, which is just yeah, kind of a new thing for her, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Moira at her best. Big, big moments for David and Patrick. They said, I love you. David has overcome so much in terms of relationship problems in this season too. He went from starting to date his business partner, not knowing where that might go. Could be disastrous since they're working together basically fell in love with him and admitted that he thought he was never going to be on a dating app again. And then boom, the whole shit came crashing down and then they got back together. 
Patrick and David have been through such a roller coaster this season. And I'm so glad we're on this side of it now. Mm-hmm. And finally, Alexis, damn, this girl has transformed. I mean, she was already in transformation in season three, but this season she has really taken off. And it just, I love, love, love that she basically got her happy ending in the end season. So many good storylines. Mm-hmm. So many feels for me, Stephanie. And like I said, there's only two episodes left. So you got to know this one is my Simply the Best. Simply the best. Woohoo. Ooh, bravo. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm happy for you. I, this is really, I say grad night from last season was my favorite of the show. But as I'm watching this one back, I'm like, man, this is a really close second for me. So many good things. Mm-hmm. So was Grad Night just a season ago? It was a season ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. That shows you just how much growth has happened in a season for these characters. Big season. Season four is a big season. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but, but wow. that's it. Well, great choice, Katie. <clears throat> I, I, uh, I don't endorse your choice. Of course, I have my own, <laughs> but I think this is a very solid competitor for the season. I think that people are going to have a really hard time. I hope we make it hard the for best. them. Yeah, that yeah. to me means we make good choices. Because I feel like the last two seasons have been giveaways one way or the other. So I feel like this will be a neck and neck fight to the death, don't you think? To the death. Yes. We'll see. Get ready. We have one more episode. Um, we do. Before we get to that, I don't have any trivia Oh, okay. uh, since I have the drawing. So let's do the drawing first. Okay. And then we it. will talk about next week. So All right, we'll put some drum roll sound effects in there. <laughs> <laughs> so I have my, my Rosebud Motel mug. Uh, I think Crystal got this for Christmas. Crystal, <laughs> Crystal got this for Christmas for me one year. And I have our entries in and okay. I'm going to draw one out. Thank I'm you again to everyone who participated. The I'm moment of truth. On the screen. The moment of truth. Who's getting She's the best? Reaching into the, the cup. She's stirring up the entries, up. shaking it up. Okay. She's got a result. Our winner. Okay. Stephanie, our winner is Ethan Clapsaddle. Yay! Congrats, Congrats, Ethan. And thank you for Ethan. being such a loyal fan. Ethan, you're on the gram a lot. We appreciate your watching and listening and yes. entering our contest. We're going to contact you and we'll send you the book. We'll get your deets. We'll send you the book and you can enjoy it right alongside us as cool. you listen to future episodes. Thanks to everyone else that entered. Too. Yes. And thank Sorry you to all we, of our fans. Sorry we don't have multiple books to give out, but this is a, <laughs> a profit-free podcast. <laughs> So we're very um, profit free. We here. hope you're still having fun with us, even if you didn't win the book. So, yes. Um, again, congrats, Ethan. Congrats. Um, so one more episode, Stephanie, you're yes. leading next week. We this was are... a short contender for your this was a contender for your simply the best, this right? Season next finale. Week? It was for kind of more nostalgic reasons. Mm. I just I freaking love Christmas and it's gonna be Christmas next week. It's yeah. a little bit late for the holidays with timing of this episode but if you're still feeling a little bit of holiday spirit i for one we have our christmas tree out at the curb the mm. garbage people did not pick it up this morning like they were supposed to oh. so now we have to figure out what to do with it so there's still well, a little bit of is... 
a little Christmas uh, left is, in our lives. Ours is still up. Oh, <laughs> ours okay. is still in the living room. The lights are on tonight. I, I just like the ambiance. I'm going to keep it up. I probably put it away this weekend. But. Well, if you're like us or like Katie, your tree is still up. You want to leave it up for another week. We're going to have Christmas at the motel. There's a very, it's a wonderful life feeling to it all. Classic Christmas movie vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I really feel, love this. Really feel good storyline. Real feel good. And I'm glad that we finally get a, a Christmas episode because we haven't had really holiday episodes on this show yet. Or winter, for that matter. Or winter. Yeah, there will be a little um, bit of snow, believe it or not. Speaking uh, so, of Christmas, yeah, Stephanie, uh, I got a belated Christmas gift from my friend Michelle in uh, Missouri. Oh, yeah. And you're going to love it. It's embroidered oh, towels. Embroidered towels Christmas. of the Rosebud Motel with yes, Christmas so lights on it. Christmas lights. So, that is adorable. You'll have to post fact, a picture on our Instagram. I knew these existed because I've been seeing people buying them in the groups and I was trying to find these for you for Christmas, <laughs> but I couldn't find them anywhere at the local. They were like home goods and TJ and all mm-hmm. those stores and I couldn't find them at any of them. So I was bummed. But then Michelle sent me these and I was like, I've been looking for these. So there are two. Maybe I'll send you one. Oh my gosh. That would be so sweet. Well, that cute. is awesome. It's, they're super cute. They kind of remind me so of our little Christmas still, logo yeah. that we had for the it holiday It really season. does. It looks just like yours with the lights. We're going to have to trade that out now. Christmas is over. I already I mean, I switched it out. Keep... Oh, you I did. I did it out. But that. it's always That's Christmas good. in our hearts. Um... <laughs> <laughs> wah, 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 wah. So yeah, we will have a nice, warm, fuzzy season finale next week. Looking yes, forward we to it. Congrats, Katie, on finally announcing you're simply the Thanks. best. You know, Let I her know in wait. the comments <laughs> if you think she made a good choice. You've only got another week and a half or two weeks to wait until we duke it out for this. Yeah, we're going to go head to head. So, And in case anybody forgot, mine was uh, season four, episode six, open mic night. Open so, mic. Like you said, I think we've set up a pretty good debate as far yeah. as the contenders go and we'll have to duke it out for the winner right now you have two trophies i just have one so i know and i was telling stephanie right before this i feel like the first three seasons were kind of really strong for one or the other of us i feel like you guys are gonna have a hard time this time so i really I hope, hope you we all make it a, a tough of course we're we're ahead of the game though we got one more episode to go to Gotta talk get about through christmas and then and then it's war after that so all right. Well, All right. I'm not sure. We didn't really go through a list of things we should talk about on the gram this week, but I think we'll just kind of wing it because. Yeah. Maybe let's ask, has anyone gone to like a singles event or done like a a speed dating kind of thing? Any first I love you stories that you'd like Ooh, to share with yes, us? We'd love to hear cute. them. Some warm and fuzzies. Yeah. We'll ask some some questions throughout the week. All right, Katie. As always. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in and following us along on this journey. We're glad to have you here. Have a great week. Get ready to throw some jingle bells. Celebrate Christmas all over again. In the air and grab that mistletoe from the basement. Don't pack it away just yet because next week it'll be Christmas. So until then, Katie, best wishes and warmest regards. That's about you love.